Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. Noblesse oblige is a French term that means that it is the responsibility of financially privileged people to act responsibly and to help those who are less privileged. So how does that relate to a mobile home park? Well, in this, our third and final segment on mobile home park owner morality, we're going to talk about noblesse oblige, or at least the theme of noblesse oblige, which means taking care of others who are not as fortunate as you. Now, I'm going to assume if you own the mobile home park, you must be doing okay financially. 70% of Americans do not even have $1,000 to their name. And I'm betting if you own that mobile home park that you have more than $1,000. So you're definitely ahead of 70% of all U.S. households. So how do you, as the privileged owner of that mobile home park, take care of the people who live in that mobile home park? Well, the first thing you do is don't gouge the rents. Now, you may think that's an odd statement for me because I talk all the time about the fact that mobile home park rents need to be higher. Now, I don't say that for no reason. Recently, an economist from Duke University named Charles Becker did a study of mobile home park lot rents in America, where they're at and where they should be. And he found the same thing that I've been talking about now for about a decade. What he found is that mobile home park lot rents are roughly 30 to 40% below where they're supposed to be. Now, that's based on all other forms of housing, and it's also based on what people can afford. So what does it mean? It means that mom and pop, when they built the park, Typically, back in the 60s, the lot rent was $50 a month. If you inflation adjust that to today, that's a $500 a month rent. Yet our national average rent is roughly $280 a month. So what happened? Mom and Pop did not keep the rents up with inflation. We call it Mom and Pop quantitative easing because that's exactly what they did. They reset numbers not based on free market will because they just wanted to basically readjust them, either to keep them abnormally low for the residents or because they just kind of lost track of how to gauge how much to raise the rents. So basically, all mobile home park rents in America are going to grow substantially. My personal bet is it'll all end up being, in the not-too-distant future, up around four to $500 a month, which is not quite double from where they are today. Now, I think that's a very reasonable price because that still puts you at a price point that is well within the confines of 20 to 30% of your gross revenue in housing. And that's the number that the U.S. government has pegged themselves as being what's fair. Now, all other forms of housing can't do it. Right now, most American households are laboring under 50 and 60% of their entire gross revenue going towards housing. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm simply talking about the fact that rents need to go up substantially to be where they were supposed to be to begin with. However, even then, once those rents get up there where they're supposed to be at four dollars to $500 a month, that still does not mean that the park owner cannot seize that moment and make them go far higher. And that's what I call gouging. That's when you take your rent beyond the economic level that it should be at, and you try and basically take advantage of people and push it to levels never seen before. There was a mobile home park owner, I believe in Minnesota last year, sent a notice to his residents. The rents were already almost $500 a month. And he sent them a notice saying, this year I'm raising the rents double. He was going to basically take the rents from 450 to like 900 a month. He guessed, I guess, that the people wouldn't move because they didn't have the money to move their homes and they would be trapped. However, 
The industry has a fail-safe mechanism that no one ever seems to appreciate. And that is when rents go to an unreasonable level, when someone gouges their rents, the other park owners basically step in and allow those folks to move their homes to their parks, typically with the park owner paying the cost of the move. That's how you have equilibrium, and that's how you ward off gouging. It is not moral on the part of the park owner to gouge rents. Rents should be based on some kind of metric, some kind of reasonable system of economics, not simply taking advantage of those who can't move their homes or taking advantage of situations where suddenly they realize they've got a hot commodity, there's no other affordable housing around, so what the heck, let's go crazy, let's double the rents. No, that isn't the moral thing to do. Noblesse Liege would say that you should not, not gouge the rents. Next thing, if you want to really engage in noblesse oblige, taking care of those who are less fortunate than you, is to offer a really high-quality product. You know, most of the mobile home parks that I drive around, and I drive parks almost every day of the week, the best of the group from the average is only probably 10 or 20% better. And for that extra 10 or 20% of effort, you get such a higher-quality product. What separates the best of the pack when I drive in a mobile home park? Well, Right off the bat, the entry, the really good parks all have some kind of attractive feature running down the frontage, typically three-rail fence or something like that. And then you've got a really nice entry sign. And then you go inside and you've got really nice interior signage, typically white vinyl posts with cap with new signs on them. Your roads are free of potholes and looking good. And typically they've been oil sealed and are nice jet black in coloration with Nice striping, all the speed bump striped, the mowing good, all the common areas immaculate, common area buildings freshly painted, a little bit of landscaping, lots of feather flags. The playground equipment is all newish, brightly painted, cushioned fall zones. But all these things I'm describing are not really expensive. You see that they're not. You can go out there and buy white vinyl fence for $10 per linear foot, feather flags for $200 a unit. So what holds people back? Well, they're apparently not engaging in the concept of noblesse oblige. They're not trying to take care of those less fortunate, even though it's well within their budget to do so. So if you've got a mobile home park, it is up to you. It's your responsibility to make that park as nice as you humanly can. And you'll be amazed what you can do with almost any park if you put in a little effort. I am blown away by some of our own properties that we bought when they were absolute disasters. And we have now brought them back to life in a manner where when I drive in, I'm like, wow, this looks amazing. But it doesn't cost a lot of money. All it takes is really the desire to get it done and the willingness to spend that little bit extra to take it from an average property to a great product. Don't forget the late, great Steve Jobs once said that, you know, his goal was to build insanely great products. There's no reason why you can't do that. Think of the impact you would have on all of your residents' lives if you make that property as nice as it could humanly be. So I think offering a high quality product is definitely an essential part of being a moral mobile home park owner. Another part of being a moral mobile home park owner is creating great gathering spaces and building that sense of community. Time Magazine wrote an article last year called The Home of the Future. And it was very much in praise of mobile home parks, which they described as gated communities for the less affluent. I don't know if that's really true because our owners are not always less affluent. Many of our residents are actually doing quite well financially. But nevertheless, the theme of the article was good, and that's that basically mobile home parks offer a great chance for a sense of community. I toured a mobile home park owned by Tony Sai. He's the guy that sold Zappos.com, 
a few years ago, he netted $800 million from the sale. What people don't know is he lives in a mobile home park in Las Vegas. He owns the park and he lives in it. He was living in a high-rise condo, a penthouse, and he was very lonely. And he wanted a sense of community. He wanted to have people that he could share their stories, their interests, do things as a group. So he brought to life an old mobile home park there in Las Vegas, and it's called Airstream Village. And he populated it with tiny homes and Airstream trailers. And he lives there along with about 30 other households. And he loves the sense of community. That's why he did it. In fact, he's expanding it now. He's moving it across the street and making it even bigger. The moral of all this is people like being around other people. There was a Harvard study a while back that found that the key to happiness in life are relationships. So what better place to have relationships than in a mobile home park? My partner, Dave Reynolds, lived in several mobile home parks over the years as he was turning them around and fixing them. There's one in particular in Hondo that he moved into after a tornado. He wanted to be there on site to bring it back to life. If you talk to Brandon, his son, he will tell you that those are some of his happiest childhood memories was that park in Hondo. Everyone was such a tight-knit group. There was such a great sense of community there. So the moral thing to do under Noblesse Oblige with your park is to help create those relationships. How do you do that? You have to be the catalyst. Provide gathering spaces, places for people to sit, to meet, to do things. It can just be picnic tables in a field. It can be a sports field, anything, something that brings people together. Also, generate that sense of community by having a park newsletter, maybe a park bulletin board, maybe a house of the month, whatever you can do. Try and engage local nonprofits into coming into your park and offering goods and services and things, such as tutoring for kids. But try and create that sense of community. That is the noblesse oblige way, the moral thing to do with your residents. Another part of noblesse oblige in a mobile home park is to try and help cut other household costs. Right now, we're working on a pilot program to do cable bundling in some of our parks. What cable bundling means is that you effectively are able to go to the cable provider and provide every person in the entire mobile home park their cable television bundled with internet, bundled with phone. We found in some of our parks, we can save our residents $100 a month by doing this. And why not? It doesn't cost us anymore. You'd be amazed at how low the bundled cost is for these services. And you can pass that savings right on to your residents. Why not? That's the moral thing to do. That's the noblesse oblige way to go. Another thing we're looking at is trying to work on energy efficiency of homes. A lot of mobile homes lack one thing. They don't have a lot of insulation. And the older homes don't have a lot of anything as far as helping the environment and the use of power and, and gas. So what do you do? Well, you try and make the homes more efficient. We're working on programs right now to institute that. Things as simple as ceiling windows. Try to come up with new kinds of thermal blinds that people can use in the summer. Close the blinds and the blinds take the heat coming in through the windows. They also hold the heat in in the winter. But try and find ways to make the cost of your residence go down. Anything you can come up with, in fact, that helps the resident have a lower household cost, whatever it may be, directly benefits them and doesn't cost you a penny typically. And if it does cost you a penny, it's still good for you because if you keep their household costs lower, then, as I've already discussed, as rents must go up to be where they're supposed to be, it makes it all the more able for them to make those payments. So again, that's the moral thing to do is try and bring down costs. 
The final thing to do is to help to solve the affordable housing crisis. And how do you do that with noblesse oblige? How do you do that the moral way as a mobile home park owner? It's using every inch of your park to its full advantage. Many people with mobile home parks just ignore their vacant lots. They ignore those vacant opportunities. There's so many things you can do with them today, and they're not even aware. They're not even trying. We bought a mobile home park from a guy in Missouri. He is in a very, very highly desirable area, and he's got 80 vacant lots. 80. Not any effort for decades to ever fill those 80 vacant lots. We bought the mobile home park from him, and now we're aggressively filling them with nice, happy households who can't believe what a deal they're getting. They're in this park able to get a brand new mobile home, a three-bedroom, two-bath home with a yard in one of the top school districts in St. Louis for hundreds of dollars a month less than that nasty old apartment complex down the street. The people could not be more ecstatic. So if you really want to engage in noblesse oblige, if you want to be a moral mobile home park owner, you've got to fill your lots. You've got to learn the methods, the options to fill your lots. There's so many great things today that didn't exist even five years ago. The 21st Mortgage Program called the Cash Program is out there. They've extended it on now where you can do used homes as well. That allows you to bring in homes at zero cost to you. And all they ask in return is that you agree to make the payment on the home in between residents. That's not asking much. In many cases, the homes don't default at all. Let's say a home did default. What would you be out? Three or four months of payments tops? $1,200 plus the cost of fixing the home, maybe $2,000. Is $2,000 a lot to, to, for out of pocket for over a 30-year horizon? of that Occupy lot? I think not. So there's so many amazing options out there today to fill lots, but you've got to harness it. You've got to have the desire. You've got to have the sense of urgency. You've got to think that every vacant lot you have is one more household that is not able to obtain affordable housing. And on top of that, if you're providing a great product, one more household that doesn't get to share in your great product or that great sense of community that you're providing. So we've all, all park owners, ourselves included, to do the moral thing, to do what's right, to do noblesse oblige, we've got to find ways to fill all of our vacant lots. And don't forget as well our vacant homes. In every mobile home park in America, you should see every home full and every lot full because that is the moral thing. That is the right thing, the just thing. That means you are finally engaging on a macro scale of noblesse oblige because you, the fortunate soul that owns the park, is allowing... Everybody who needs your product, who needs affordable housing to share in the bonanza. So you've got to basically be more aggressively embracing the concept of noblesse oblige. This is Frank Roth, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Series. I hope you enjoyed this three-part series on the mobile home park owner morality. And I'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show. Read our show transcriptions and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.